Welcome to the Health Ignited Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nick and Sonia Jensen. We are partners, parents, business partners, doctors, yoga teachers, and retreat leaders. We promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible. Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity, to relationships, parenting, meditation, and more. Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come. Hey everyone, Dr. Nick and Sonia are back and we are here with uh, Health Ignited, our podcast, which we get a chance to actually reconnect, you know, once a week, um, you know, as the craziness of, of the weeks go by and, you know, we're trying to figure out what's happening with schooling, with our kids and, you know, last minute vacations and playtime uh, before the end of summer. Uh, sometimes we do some of our best connecting in, on these calls. Mm-hmm. It's when the kids know that we're in the room, they can't disturb us, and we can actually have a conversation without any sort of disruption. Yeah. And, you know, to be, to be fair, we, we do make time here and there. We have little moments. Uh, and, you know, this is the challenge, I think, with being a parent to young kids is making those moments count and realizing you're in the middle of a moment mm-hmm. when the moment is upon you. Like we snuck away this weekend for a little run slash walk, um, you know, a little time. I think just taking a little time away, like even today, we just sat on the couch together and drank our tea or coffee respectively and just hung out, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. that's enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's just having those pause moments where you can kind of see each other and yourself again, without the roles of being a parent or a doctor or all the various things that we have to do during the day. It just kind of gives you that pause to be reflective a little bit and also connect. Yeah. And you know what I think is interesting too is I'm whenever we go on dates, I'm try to be really conscious to not talk about the kids all the time. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's just a default mode for parents to do is to just let's talk about the kids because they take up so much energy and bandwidth in a relationship. And, and I'm always, I think we do a really good job of like acknowledging where each other are at, you know, what, what, how we can we dream better together and how can we connect on us instead of, the kids. No, we can't. Well, I think it's better now. I do feel like <laughs> for many years, especially when they're young, that's all you can do yeah. is um, have conversations about them. We also have a business together. So we're not talking about the kids at home. We're talking about the kids at the clinic or whatever it is. So I think it has to be a real conscious effort now. Whereas before children, it was a lot easier to dream together or to talk about what the future may look like and what we want for ourselves and for each other. And life we want to dream and i think when kids kind of show up it all our energy goes towards them which uh, as it should because we've now committed to guiding these little beings so i think um this is kind of a perfect segue into the topic that we are going to talk about today which is contradiction and polarities and um, paradoxes and all these things that play out in our everyday life from a physiological level to a mental emotional level and to our relationships and roles and that we're always in contradiction so mm-hmm. yes we want to I mean I guess the biggest contradiction for me as a mom is like I want my own space but the moment I have my own space I want to be with my children and so there's always these contradictions happening internally and they play out um, in various different ways for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is the thing that Sonia and I wanted to make sure that we hit on these conversations is, is to have real conversations, right? Because these conversations are super important and they come up in every relationship. It doesn't mean we're always paying attention to them. 
but um, yeah, the contradiction is is real, you know, and and we have, you know, you can even take it in the sense of like, there's this business version of ourselves, which is, you know, which is time consuming to have a business and, you know, whether whatever your profession of choice is, there's this contradiction of, of the balanced life, you know, live a balanced life. And, you know, there's a, that's going to be really hard for some people, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. d- depending on their job schedule and, you know, expectations at work and whatnot. And, and, and so is there really such a thing to hold that contradiction and, and live a balanced life? I don't know if the two are the same though. So being a Libra balance is my thing. Hmm. And what I realized several years ago is that there's really no such thing because you can't be in two different places or two different moments at the same time. I mean, as women, and we've talked about this before, we have the capacity in our mind to be in various different um, moments, I guess, like thinking about what's going to be for dinner at the same time as doing this podcast or whatever it is, but it doesn't actually help us thrive. It kind of keeps us stuck in this weird survival zone where we're always um, trying to figure things out. So in order to really move ahead and to thrive, I almost feel like you have to choose where you are, where you are in that moment. So you have to choose in that moment to be the parent or you have to choose in that moment to be the business owner or whatever it is that you're doing or choose at that moment that you're just going to read. So it goes back to being, I guess, being present in each of those moments. And that in itself will create more of that feeling of being fulfilled in those different areas or in those different moments instead of trying to like do it all at once. Mm -hmm. And with contradiction, I feel like that's happening constantly within ourselves and within the world and and there has to be polarities there has to be two sides to everything because if it was just one side i feel like we wouldn't grow we would just feel stuck Mm -hmm. well it's it's interesting because it's also common to look at contradiction as something negative Mm -hmm. right and so the world that we live in we're looking for the opposite looking for where maybe where the the problem is or or where where things get stuck and then you focus there and you, you label it as bad or, or what have you. In reality, it, be, it becomes, in some cases, a lesson, something to learn, like an important lesson to learn, something to move through. Contradiction, you know, can be, you know, having, you know, this actually conversation came up on uh, with Malcolm Gladwell uh, on a, a conversation he was having with um, Jay, Shetty. Jay Shetty. And and just saying, like, there's there's some level of embracing the contradiction within and I totally agree with that because at some points, you know, you may want to be more social and extrovert and, and be, you know, you know, mingling and whatnot. And then there's this other side of you that's like, I'm definitely much more of an introvert, though I can express in both ways. Um, whereas you're definitely more of an introvert, uh, I'd say. But again, you can express both ways. And it's, it's a beautiful space to be in to be able to hold both. And then I think it goes back to what you said is honoring and embracing um, that that presence as much as you can so you can you know embrace that introvert or embrace your your desire for connection and being social Mm -hmm. i think when we accept all sides of ourselves then we can accept all sides of the world and then we're not struggling to um, contain something a certain way in its perfection that we've labeled it with and then we become more flexible and kind of can navigate life a bit more freely instead of feeling so stuck in a certain way. And I think it really starts at a very young age as you know, we're learning our identity or our role in our families or in our social group. 
because I've noticed um, with our oldest, um, as he's, you know, growing up, he's just turned nine. And I know it's just like a year or two ago, he was starting to notice the contradictions within us and really calling us out on them. Mm. And so, you know, seeing a parent being really loving in one moment and then upset in another moment with them, it's a contradiction for them. So to help them understand that we all have these moments and these parts of ourselves can then help them accept the different emotions that they feel or the different um, thoughts that they have. So they're not feeling like one is better than the other, but there's just more acceptance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so common, I think, you know, again, with the labels and attaching to identity to, to hang our hats on a polarity that, that is feeding shame, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and feeding that, you know, distaste for yourself or the the resentment that maybe you're holding towards yourself or another person or you know this happens in our conversations too whenever when we're in resistance with one another is that it's easy to go well this is just who they are you know they don't show up in this kind of way because that's them and what i've been been definitely reflecting on a whole lot more lately is what if we brought new mind into each moment instead of and you and i had a good conversation about this uh, a week or two ago just in regards to what if we just isolated the moment that we're in instead of making decisions or identifications about someone based on how they've behaved in the past. And I think that's a beautiful way to look at every situation is how can I bring a fresh set of eyes, a new mind experience into the, the moment that we're having right now so that we don't have to like, this is who they are. This is how they're behaving. And so that one plus one equals two. Well, what if, what if we came at that same moment, but we're in a completely different angle and we're like, what can I learn from this situation? What can I do differently? How can I show up a little bit differently so that maybe I can help steer a different outcome instead of just continuously wearing the grooves of that contradiction uh, in, that, in that identity that we've decided for someone else? And I think that starts with working on ourselves first and um, accepting the different identities that we have within ourselves and how we play that out in our own internal dialogue. So like making a list of our own polarities of um, the emotions that we experience or the challenges that we have or the different aspects and paradoxes of ourselves. So once we can recognize our own, then we have more empathy and we can actually put ourselves in the position of the other person and we can start to recognize that they too have these polarities, that they too have a paradox or a contradiction occurring in every moment so then from that acceptance, relationships can also shift. Mm-hmm. So can you, can you define polarity a little bit for people? So polarity is holding, so if you think of um, like a battery, like a negative and a positive charge, there's like opposite poles within the same thing, right? It's the same thing within us and within ourselves. We have negative charge, we have a positive charge. We have emotions that may have a more negative vibration or in another one that has more of a positive vibration but we can still hold those together and not attach to it, but we can learn and grow from it. And when we have these polarities, we may look at them as opposites, but they're actually like, it's like being on a teeter-totter. It's like they're helping balance the equation out within ourselves, in our physical body, like our cells and our muscles and our organs, and also in our emotional and mental body too. Mm -hmm. And so same kind of thing. It's like contradiction. A polarity can be, you know, on the surface looked at as a good or a bad thing, but how do we like, you know, how do we respect mm-hmm. the polarity? Mm-hmm. And I think it's by learning the gift of each side, 
And by recognizing, for instance, like an emotion like anger, when we first think about it, we may think of it as being something negative because it can go down a spiral and create um, negative actions or negative behavior. But if you look at it and look at it, it's positive polarity, we can look at it as something that's um, used as fuel. And maybe it's used as a tool to help express um, emotions and thoughts and feelings and things that haven't been expressed before. And it's like a gateway to open communication. So there's that negative aspect of it where we can be self-destructive with something. Then there's that other positive aspect of it or polarity of it, which is where it can be used as a tool and everything we have within ourselves can be used in those ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me, as you're saying that reminds me of uh, Dr. David Hawkins uh, in his book, power versus force, where he talks about there being a, and like a frequency or a charge to every emotion. And, and I think from what I remember, the, the lowest frequency of emotion is apathy. And then eventually it works its way up through depression. And then um, right before the tipping point, before you move into a positive polarity again, a positive um, energy is, is anger. And anger eventually turns into courage. And it's kind of, you're kind of speaking to that. So on one side of anger, anger can be in that negative downward spiral. You're digging into the, the muck of life and, you know, playing the blame or shame game. And then the other side of it is it's a force that can move you, can move you into your heart. Actually, you know, liver is, is uh, anger, right? The emotion of anger sits in the liver and expresses itself either for, you know, good or bad or <laughs> better or worse. But then the, the emotion of courage is in the heart. And so it's kind of like raising that frequency up into the heart to create change. And anyways, uh, the, the whole idea of there being maybe heavier emotions or lighter emotions or uh, a polarity to an emotion. So I think what's important there is to really honor that other person, you know, let that other person speak what they need to say. And can you listen without judgment and actively, you know, you know, framing an opinion before they, they actually finish? And I think that's one of the, the side effects of COVID that's been um, very apparent in social media, especially that we've been seeing many people from a state of fear and confusion and noticing the contradiction in the world, reacting to others that may have a different opinion. And I think if we're able to really sit in um, these contradictions and hold them, like we said, with that teeter-totter kind of metaphor, then that may not happen. We can then actually empathize. We can have more compassion. We can move forward in the world without judging or shaming others or ourselves for just trying to navigate this like unpredictable life. So, you know, I'm going to throw it back at you as an opportunity. Um, let's say you know something so well, right? You, you've studied it, you've researched it, you, you know it, you know, it could be a, a life principle, it could be about fasting or something. And then, and then someone has a whole other experience. Let's, let's not make it about food or fasting. Let's not put an idea on it necessarily. But let's just say that someone because of their circumstances has, has a whole different way of looking at things. Are you likely in that moment, you know, holding on to your idea of of how you see things, are you likely to truly honor someone else's point of view? You know, and maybe, maybe you can sometimes, maybe you can all the time. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious because I know, I feel like there's times where I feel like I know what I know and I'm not truly going to take someone else's point of view, but I'll listen to them. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? 
Well, I don't even know if it's necessary that you need to take somebody else's point of view because that is their point of view. I mean, we are all coming at every situation or experience with our own lens. So I think probably depending on what the topic is and what role I'm sitting in in that moment, and if it's triggering some trauma that I've had in my life or it's triggering some other experience that I've had, I may in that moment then not be objective and not see all sides because I have an emotion attached to that experience. But if it's if I'm sitting as a doctor and there's a patient speaking to me, I can absolutely do that with with no um, emotion, with none of that. I'll have a more empathy and more compassion. But maybe within family and close friends, that can be more challenging. And that I think that's where more of our learning and growth happens. So for me, if I can pause for a moment, then I can shift into that space of what I know I can as a yoga teacher or a workshop leader or a doctor, um, and then get out of my role in that moment as the daughter, the wife, the, the friend, so that I can see a little bit differently. But if I'm having challenging time stepping out of that role, then absolutely, I'll get caught up in it. Mm -hmm. Do you think you're more likely to acknowledge that, hey, you know, I'm stuck on my point of view right now? I'm maybe not, not when I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely when I'm talking to my friends. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that interesting? Like, wouldn't it be nice to be able to show up as you could mm -hmm. in every moment? And this isn't to poke you at all. This is just I mean, I'm saying mm -hmm. it to myself as well, because, you know, let's take another situation. You're at a conference. You're learning new information. It's blowing your mind. You're loving it. Um, there, there becomes a trust factor with certain people. I think you know some people are definitely more trusting when you hear them speak, and maybe it's the research they're sharing or whatever. It's easier to believe them, you know, versus others. You know, and then like talk about a contradiction right there. If you see someone, you know, shouting on the street corner about you know, the injustice of life or what have you, are you actually going to listen to them? Like we're going to have like an underlying suspicion about the sanity maybe of a person doing that and we probably won't listen to them, you know? So I think, and that's, that is what it is. Well, I think it goes back to yourself again. So in our other episode, we talked about the negative and positive polarity when it comes to our minds. So I have more of that tendency to question. So mm. even if it's somebody that's up there on a stage and, quoting all these studies, I don't take them at face value. I am more about the, the action of that person. So if that person is spewing out a bunch of studies on say it's fasting and eating a certain way and living a certain lifestyle, but yet I can see that they maybe are struggling to uphold um, what they are teaching in their own lifestyle. Um, for me, that speaks more volume than what they are sharing and I guess I'm judging right there, there in that there you moment go. too because totally. they're, they're living in their contradictions. So I think, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like we just have to always encourage to question mm -hmm. whether it is somebody that's really certain in what they're delivering and we're going to resonate with the lens that we're hearing that information from. Mm -hmm. So when we already have these lenses and these opinions and these stories and beliefs within us, we're going to resonate with those that are similar or that will feed into what we already believe. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's so easy to follow that confirmation bias, really. Mm -hmm. You know, 
looking for criteria that, that matches your point of view and then having validation for that experience, you know? So this is a practice for sure. Yeah. And so what if we made that a daily practice of like, if you find something that is confirming, maybe find the opposite and see what that feels like within yourself. Like what, what, it, what's the feelings that come up? Like, is there resistance? Is there even anger? Is there grief around the fact that, oh no, this one way wasn't the exact way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the right way. So there, I think there's many, many layers. And the more we just question all of that, the easier it becomes to hold the contradictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had the, this conversation with Dr. Jason Hughes before where, you know, we, we used an analogy or he used analogy of like, you know, if you hold your opinions either with an open hand or a closed fist mm-hmm. and it's the same thing here. And so I, I like to challenge myself in, in these different moments. And, you know, when I'm hearing something that I don't necessarily drive with, I do. And if, and if there's, if I have time to investigate it further, I will, if I don't, I, I'll just continue, continue to hold my opinion. Um, you know, it's, it, I think it's human nature. There's, there's some sort of survival mechanism, whether it be a tribal one or an, again, identity one, I'm not sure what it is, but, but uh, it's an interesting experience, I think, when you have the time, let's say, to read an article that, that opposes your opinion. Um, I think it's worth reading it, but try to read it without looking for the problem and just like seeing if you can hear through the lens or the perspective that that person is coming from. And, and it's a good, you know, I think it's a good exercise. Now, when reading information on, you know, news channels and things like that, um, there's obviously a, a tilted bias depending on which station it's coming from. But, you know, I'd say this is a great practice to do with a friend or a loved one um, because with yourself and your or with yourself. Thoughts. Yeah, totally. But polarities are interesting. I mean, ever since that, uh, that sort of teaching came to us through, uh, through uh, uh, the yoga practice that we did, it's been really helpful actually, because mm-hmm. you get out of labeling things, you get out of, that constant wanting to um, identify things, you know, categorize things and, and write a story or in your head about how that thing is. Because I think, you know, going back to new mind, you know, I think part of that new mind experience is, is being able to see mm-hmm. those polarities. Yeah. And it just creates more ease. So an exercise that all of you could do that are listening is making that list of polarities that you have within yourself. So really like bring that mirror up and start looking within to see where are some like contradictions that you hold that maybe you felt you were not supposed to hold them together. And maybe that created emotion inside of you or even shame or guilt inside of you, but just seeing them for what they are and then having that capacity to have acceptance for what they are too and just see what that does for your everyday life. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about sort of a, an interesting conversation that happened to us last night because um, because it's important we're having real conversations. So I was, I was educating my kids. Well, not, I wasn't educating my kids. I was trying to get my boys. I had an agenda. I was trying to get my boys up to the bath. We always came back from a, a weekend away and I had in my mind that I was going to get these guys to the bath. And I was trying to count down. I would tried other things prior to this, but I tried, okay, in five, se- you got five seconds. <laughs> to get upstairs, to stop what you're doing. And they were so happy with what they're doing. They were organizing their school supplies and I, I wanted to have an evening with them. So I was thinking about hanging out with them an hour from now or 45 minutes from now. But in, in order to get to that end, end game, there was a bath that needed to happen. And sometimes bathing the boys is like quick. Sometimes it's like they're, they jump into a new adventure when they're in the tub. So anyways, I was only focused on my agenda 
And then Sonia jumps in and in my perspective in that moment, she's undermining me. She's cause she's basically like, like how, what are you doing is not working. And I'm like, Sonia, you're telling me what to do in front of the boys. It's kind of undermining the whole, the whole scenario that I've tried to create here. And, and I was feeling kind of frustrated. So I said, okay, forget it. Like, I'm not going to try doing things this way. I was, I was a little bit in my emotional body at this point. And I said, okay, well, a, a little bit, maybe a little bit more than a little bit, but nonetheless, I said, okay, fine. They're, they're not following along. Maybe I was undermined. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe that's just me deciding to be a little bit emotional about it. And I just, you know, put my stuff away, took a shower, got, got ready. And I could hear them, you know, knocking on the bathroom door, like, Dada, we're ready for a bath now or whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I finished what I was doing. And then sure enough, they were ready for the bath and I gave them the bath. And then, and then afterwards, Sonia had a moment with the kids with school supplies. So you tell them your moment and then, and I'm going to tell you my experience of your moment. So my moment was with my oldest, who sometimes has an ability to manipulate his younger brother into serving his agenda and what he needs. And in that moment, he wanted some of his school supplies that he felt he didn't have. So the younger one being the one that wants to please, his older brother gave them up. And so I started questioning my oldest one and saying, you see, you have a class list and therefore our youngest needs these two books. You don't need them. And he came at me with, he doesn't need them. Cause we have this saying in our house where is that something you need or is it something that you want? So he was fully convinced that our youngest one didn't need these. And my patience was not very high for the situation. And we were butting heads like siblings. Yeah. And, and inside, as I was observing this, I, all of me, or like not all of me, most of me wanted to jump in on Kain's side and like, Sonia, you're being too aggressive with him. And like, and I, I wanted to undermine her because I wanted to feel validated in my emotional body that I felt earlier. But instead, I decided to just observe and I was watching this whole thing. And then I just started busting out laughing because I thought it was hilarious. And that whole night could have gone so differently if I decided to be emotional, defensive, and try to prove her wrong. And it's just, it was just funny. Like, So what's interesting is when you started this conversation, I thought you had this like re revelation, revelation around your conversation in the beginning because it wasn't working the way you were trying to move them into yeah. the next stage where they were very present in that moment doing what they needed to do. Yeah, there's awareness of that too, totally. It's it's both sides, I, and and I'm glad that you rounded that out. But I, I, yeah, and, it, and but I think there was two things going on. One was that, one was just honoring that they were so engrossed in their experience. They just got school supplies. They want to organize them. Like it was really really exciting. Schools around the corner, you know. We don't know yet what it totally looks like, but nonetheless, like they were in a moment, and I tried to totally disrupt that. And I knew that I was doing it in the moment. And I had an agenda of wanting to cuddle and play with them a little bit afterwards before going to bed like that. I got so held up on my idea of how the night was going to go that I was totally disrupting their flow. So how is that related to contradictions and polarities? Well, because one the, the contradiction is that one is that all we want as a parent is our for kids to be happy, right? We just want them to be so in the moment, loving what they're doing, immersed in this like creative process or this organizational experience. And then the contradiction was like, 
structure. Gotta gotta control these little munchkins and make sure that like I'm taking care of them, I'm responsible for them. They gotta you know wash their hair tonight, and so it's this contradiction. And I got stuck in the other side, mm-hmm. right? And then, like I said, the then so there's two lessons I learned. There was one was that which I didn't follow through with in the correct way, but I was able to observe after the fact, hindsight. The other one, I allowed myself to just sit with my, you know, frustration towards you or whatever, my wanting to prove you wrong and just sort of let that slide by because underneath that was just humor and it was just super amusing watching (laughs) you guys battle it out with each other. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's like, that's, that's an opportunity though, right? Because like I said, our whole night could have been so different. We could have like got into a little argument about, you know, parenting and how it's supposed to be done and all this stuff. And, or like we could have just laughed, you know, and which so, we ended up doing. which we ended up doing. And then my, uh, and then my lesson, you know, with the kids is just to really like recognize that there's an agenda that I wanted to control them and there's and structure their, their night or their evening. So, and again, with an honest desire to just cuddle with them in the evening and have a little more time for reading a book or, you know, whatever it would be. Um, you know, but I was, I was, I wasn't really taking them into account. I wasn't really, you know, listening to them. Mm-hmm. So as you can see or hear, these polarities, contradictions can show up in so many aspects of our lives with our children, with our partners, with colleagues at work, with a stranger. So if we're just able to have this broader perspective and hold our opinions loosely in our hands and have the understanding that there are many, many angles and lenses that you know, two individuals are going to approach the exact same experience, I think it could shift so much in the world. It can shift our, you know, this capacity to hold on to so much stress all the time and to be in this survival fear state. We can become more expansive. We can all grow together and the world could really, really shift. Mm -hmm. So I want you to share a quote. Yes. So one of our favorite quotes by Rumi Yesterday, I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today, I am wise, so I am changing myself. And we love going back to this quote because I know I can definitely resonate with that. Um, In my younger years, really wanting to go out there and change the world. I mean, that was a big part of my trip to Haiti, too, is going, going there and saving somebody else, like really playing that role of the one, the rescuer, and also wanting change to happen outside of me so then it creates space for me to change and what i've learned over the years is the more that i work on myself and the more that i look in the mirror the change just becomes easier Mm -hmm. yeah i love that quote it's it's so true and there's nothing wrong with like lofty goals and and wanting to you know shift systems and create change and, and and it's super important and we all i think also we all have a different role to play and some of us maybe hit that stride of being able to impact more people, you know, at different points in our lives. And so there's nothing wrong with wanting to change, make change in the world. But my goodness, it, you know, it, that wisdom does come from knowing thyself and that change that happens from within. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, maybe just like in the stories that we shared, maybe you can start to take a look at those little moments that you go through in life where you're trying to change the system, but you forget to change the lens through which you decide to look. And uh, you can, you might find that you're, you can, you can 
transport yourself in a completely different moment with a completely different outcome with completely different emotional freedom than, than you would had you confined yourself to the role, the identity, the contradiction and, and held that polarity of this is right or wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it for today. Like as you, as you've maybe been able to tell uh, with the conversations that Sonia and I have been having, we're, we're sharing some of the challenges that we go through in life. And, you know, these are real conversations and, you know, we truly feel like if we did, you know, meet these conversations with a little more clarity, a little more openness, a little more curiosity. These are things that can change the world because they change our inner world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're trying to create change in the world with one conversation at a time. And we hope you share these conversations and maybe it'll pro- provoke you to have more of these conversations with those that you love or even strangers that you meet um, and just start questioning and asking and just being curious. Amazing. Uh, I love these conversations with you, by the way. So. Uh, there are lots of fun for us. So, you know, like Sonia said, if you like them, please share, like our, our episodes, uh, share them and uh, subscribe to our channel. We want to help change more people's lives through having these real conversations. Absolutely. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Ignited podcast. Be sure to download, subscribe and share as we build this conscious community together. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, drsjensen.com. Please note all information on this podcast is not and should not be taken as medical advice. Please see a healthcare professional to receive the care needed. Thank you for sharing this time with us, igniting your health freedom. And welcome to the tribe.